Superdope. New Year's Eve. What's up? Welcome in. Superdope. Plus Ultra. My name's Kyle. I'm joined today by Feds. What's up, guys? Hey, Dave. What's up, Feds? Wasn't a very good, wasn't a very good sing along on that one. Nah. Um. So we didn't do one for seventy three last week because it was Christmas. Yeah. But we did put out a really obnoxious Christmas party episode, full with jingle bells and all. Uh, if you haven't heard that, you should go listen to it because uh, it's tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> that's putting it lightly. Yeah, that's a ringing endorsement. It's tolerable. Uh, go check that out. Um, if this is your first time joining the show. Which, by the way, I just I did want to point this out. I almost forgot. Didn't put it down on my notes or anything. Yeah. We seem to have found a lot of new people in the last 60 days. I'm sure Comic-Con helped with that. I don't know. I don't, don't know, know that it did. I can drill down to a certain geographic level, and uh, I don't know that it was Comic-Con. I don't know what it was, but I know that our uh, of our top 10 most downloaded episodes this month, for the first time in probably well over a year and a half our mm. very first episode is in the top 10 of our most downloaded episodes so it seems like a lot of people are going back to the start and yeah. listening to really old school super dope stuff so if that's you uh welcome thanks for going back to uh august of 2017 and hearing the birth of a podcast it's a long time Birth isn't always a pleasant experience, but uh, it's often <laughs> necessary to break through to bigger and better things. So if you sat through us talking about the Tournament of Power and have now um, caught up to us talking about Boku no Hero Academia and like other assorted Dragon Ball stuff, good on you. Maybe you should consider leaving us a review in the Apple Podcast Store. Shit's worth its weight in gold. Thank you. Talk about episodes 73 and 74 today of My Hero Academia. 73, Temp Squad. Temp Squad. Temp Squad. You ever had a temp job? Yeah, actually. As a pharmacy technician. Oh. At a woman and infants hospital. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I had a temp right. job. Yeah. I used to pack packing tape. Oh, yeah. That job sucked. And then you used to put packing tape on the box to ship it out. And I used to use my packing tape to pack up the boxes full of packing tape to ship the packing tape packages. The most redundant job ever. Nah, people need tape other places, <laughs> but and you got to package it up and ship it to them, and you got to tape it up to make sure that the tape don't fall out the boxes. I've said the word tape so much in the last 45 seconds, it started to lose all meaning. Temp squad. Temp squad. Now when I say temp, it sounds like tape. Fuck. All right. Temp squad. Listen, these two episodes, um, I'm going to try to talk about them as linearly as I can. That said, there's nothing easy about talking linearly about these, lin- linearly? About these episodes because it's like they pull a fucking Tarantino on us very, very on purpose throughout these two episodes to yep. still have that element of surprise but then be like earlier that day earlier than days before that three days before that earlier day like to the point where it's almost it jumps around so much it's a little bit annoying we were talking about it while we were watching it Mm -hmm. i have to imagine this is coming from somebody who has not read the comics so i have to imagine that this is how i hope it was how it was um drawn out and paneled out in the comics because if it isn't, and this is just like some kind of weird creative choice made by Studio Bones, 
to uh, streamline the story and tell things a little bit more quickly and within context of a an action scene or whatever, and that's why they're choosing to deliver it. I don't. It's just tough to follow. All right, if this was how it's done in the manga, maybe it's a little bit easier to read because I can stand there and look at the pan. Stand there. I can focus on one panel at a time, and I think a little bit today with seventy four had to do with uh, us going back to reading subtitles. Right. Um, again, for the first time in a while for me. I don't know how I used to do it with Dragon Ball and take a page and a half, two full pages full of notes while reading subs the entire time. Because you've been watching Dragon Ball for like 80 years, dude. Doesn't mean that I know Japanese any fucking better. Doesn't matter. You still know how to read the subtitles. I do, but now the difference is I'm writing as I'm doing it. You know how hard it is to write on a goddamn paper when you're not looking at the paper? It's tough, man. It's not that tough. Fuck you, Fed. You take <laughs> notes next week then. No. So you don't you take better notes. That's what they all say. When I say <laughs> you take the notes, then oh, you, you, you do a great job though. So <laughs> 74, I thought it was worth pointing out that Simul Dub is a week behind. Yeah. That's weird. I wonder what's going on there. I have no idea. I hope they are not permanently one week behind, because if they are, I feel like that almost kind of defeats the purpose of aiming for a simul dub. Mm-hmm. Other simul dubs in the past have had delays like up to 48, 72 hours. I think the fact that this one was available, you know, the moment that uh, the Japanese one hits the streaming services, it's, it's beneficial. And uh, I don't like that we're not even halfway through the season yet and we're a week behind for that, but... Hopefully, we will be all caught up, and it won't be a recurring seven days behind for Funimation to get their localization. So, now that we've talked about all those things off the top. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What a beautiful song, man. You like it? I just made it up. Yeah, it was was pretty aight. Happy New Year. They should just adopt that as a new New Year's song. It's the stuff. I know. So. (laughs) That's the stuff. Episode 73 opens up. We uh, see Overhaul um, walking down the hallway and trying to make his escape. And we get a little bit more information about the cork-canceling bullets that he has that we Mm -hmm. saw him use against uh, our boy Tom and Red Riot several episodes ago. Um, but they tell us very quickly that they've been um, perfected, like they were an imperfected one previously. Right. And now it has the power to permanently erase a quirk, not just temporarily, not just whatever it was for a few hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this will permanently erase somebody's quirk. So I see that and I'm like, oh, no. Shisaki is like real big on the idea of this will help uh, having to use one of these bullets will help them go out and try to shop this product and kick up funding or whatever they need right. to be able to continue to produce them because they only have these five bullets made. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's these five bullets that could take out. We've got a lot of heroes in the building. This could be the end of anybody right? Uh, and their ability to be a hero. I mean, I doubt they're going to use them uh, all willy nilly, but the idea that it could permanently take out, not via death, like we've been speculating uh, for the last few weeks. Thanks a lot, Colleen Clink and Beard. Jesus. Uh, Wait a minute. What? Are we going backwards right now? We're going 73 to 74. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we haven't done 73 yet, though. This is 73. No, it's not. Yeah, huh? They're talking about he developed a hero that the drugs are afraid of, and it adds to the legend of the product. Then it flashes back to Fats meeting Red Riot at the oh, agency. Okay. I ha- See, I had the same problem. This is tough doing two at the same time. 74. Oh, oh, oh dude. No. It's like the same fucking scene. This is a shonen bullshit thing that I fucking hate. It's like the same goddamn structure at the beginning of each of these two episodes. That's why I got them confused. So we've developed a drug heroes are afraid of. Adds to the legend of the product, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's at 73. But then in 74, we actually get the fucking bullets annihilated. Oh, All right, okay. Patreon. You see how fucking talking about birth, rebirth, 2020. All good <laughs> vibes from here. Jeebus. Fuck. You know what, dude? What? All right, because the beginning of these two goddamn episodes are sort of similar, and we caught ourselves accidentally talking about 74, what we mean to start with 73, I'm going to give you a little bit. I'm going to skim the summary that I have so openly hated earlier in the day. Uh, Overhaul and Chrono and Eerie make their slow-paced escape while the young boss complains about all the noise echoing through the hideout. Chrono believes this is the end of the Shiei Saikai, but Overhaul claims they will survive as long as he's around. He claims that his finished product will be enough to reinstate the Yakuza using money from newly interested investors. Weird sentence. In order to make sure this happens, he orders the temp squad of Himiko, Toga, and Twice to get the motherfucker to work. In case you couldn't tell, I added the curse words. No way. Meanwhile, Ijiro Kirishima regains consciousness. And Fatgum is reminded of the time he first met young Red Riot at his agency. Ijiro desired to become someone other than the energy guy. He wants to become a hero who can protect people. Fatgum is moved by Ijiro's bravery, but gets interrupted when Kendo Rappa reaches his feet despite his injuries. So we're down at the end of the spooky laundry shoot. Spook what the fuck did we call spooky it? Spooky laundry shoot. Scooby Doo laundry shoot. Yeah, Scooby Scooby Doo Spooky Scooby Doo laundry shoot. There you go. We uh we're down at the bottom of that still and Ijiro's not looking so so sexy and Fatclum's looking super sexy on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> he's uh he's thinned out quite nicely. And uh Rappa. All right, so when we talked about um the spear and shield analogy episode a couple weeks back Mm -hmm. i made a passing comment where i'm like this dude reminds me of goku a little bit where he's just all about the good fight and he's just uh wants to test his limits and whatever he's just down for the bout and we get even more of that today which i was kind of surprised about um that they even brought back this character for more than just a quick uh cool ass whooping right at the end of whatever 72 he is, uh, he like he says, he gets back to his feet and he wants to fight again immediately. He goes on the rant about how um, he's uh, from an underground MMA fight club, uh, Quirk Fight Club. I guess you can talk about Quirk Fight Club because he's talking about it pretty openly. And he was uh, undefeated, like no questions asked. Mm-hmm. So powerful, nobody could hope to stand up to him. And, uh, yeah, all he really wants is an ultimate challenge. One day, Overhaul comes along. And we get this long fucking flashback about how Overhaul's like, yeah, man, you should come join the Yakuza. He's like, fuck you. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm gonna, you got to beat me first. He's like, all right. And Overhaul just whoops his ass 
five times, I think. Yep, five times. And by whoops his ass, it's just... Kills him and puts him back together. Yeah. Just dismantled and reassembled. All right, you lost five times going. All right, you're going to join my group? All right, you're going to join my group? So Rapa <laughs> joins up with him. Do you want to go three more times? <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, fun. So Rapa joins up with him, I think, kind of uh, secretly with the intention of being able to defeat Overhaul one day. All right. So I think that's worth keeping in our back pocket. Maybe Rapa yeah. will, uh, if he sticks around, maybe he'll help our heroes out at a certain point because he's really taken a, a liking to Red Riot. Yeah. He's a man. He's a man. He's like, bring the redheaded boy. I mean, man. Because he's manly. That was pretty manly, Kirishima. Always about being manly with Kirishima. He's Even so manly. when he's knocked the fuck out. Yeah. He's just manly. Uh, so he's all, Rappers just basically wants to get Ijiro back up on his feet, all healed <laughs> up. They bring him in the back room, which I think is really weird. You've got um, the S.H.I.E.L.D. guy, Dickhead Carlton. I think I yeah. dubbed him a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, still being an asshole and being like, yes. don't you dare give up our plans. And Rappers like, here's all our plans. <laughs> He's like, I don't give a shit. Here's what we're doing. I know that there's some big powerful thing they're trying to get some money for, and they think it's going to scare the shit out of you heroes. I don't know much about it, but... They're just trying to get the Yakuza to the top again. He's like, shut the fuck up. Stop telling them what they're about. Here's what we're about. Oh, okay. Um, In between that little explanation, we see upstairs that Mimic is still in the walls and very much uh, closing, or not closing in, but... um, Locking down our yeah. heroes, Aizawa, Rock Lock, the police that are in the, the hallway. Turns into a maze again. Yeah, and it starts to go a little, uh, what's the word? Crazy. I was going to say bananas, but crazy is also <laughs> an acceptable synonym. Um, Fats gets the backstory. Overhaul beats Rappa. Overhaul wants to make the Yakuza powerful again. For the day it all goes down. Quote. I put that in quotes. You know why? Why? I'm assuming it's important. That's a very specific way to word something. Sounds like y'all got some kind of Armageddon plan going on. I'd like to know more about that, please. What's the day? What day? What happens? Is it next Tuesday? Is it next Tuesday? Several weeks from now. Can you just give us (laughs) some sort of approximate timetable so we can prepare for things to go down? Uh, We go back to the hallway. Fats. No, not Fats. Rocklock. Deku. Aizawa. Police officer. Oh, Night Eye is there too. Yep. Dude. Can we talk about Night Eye? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, he's. That's all later on in the episode. Though. I know, but he's just. What's the matter with his hands? He's got. Oh, like, he's the... got giant hands. He's like the beast. Yeah. He's like Hank McCoy. Yeah, and, tall, and, lanky, big ass hands. And I've always just been under the impression that that's just kind of been like part of his character design, like from an aesthetic. Not an actual attribute of his body. I right. just thought he had big, dopey-looking hands, not big, huge, motherfucking-looking hands. If he can do some crazy breakdancing moves, kick his shins out from underneath you, and then punch you in the face with a weighted weight or whatever. What the hell, Night Eye? Why you got such big hands? <laughs> Foresight doesn't include big hands, I don't think. Does it? No. If it does, all, all he's gonna do is touch you and look in your eyes. He'll touch you, all right, with those big-ass hands. I like that Deku is effectively the muscle in this crew, though. Right. Like, walls are flying in at people, and he's like, got this. 
fuck this. I shouldn't say he's that cocky about it because he's very obviously like motivated. I'd say he's stressed out. Like, he's motivated. You see as him fuck. in between kicking the walls, and he's like. <sighs> Sounded like me between sentences, but he's, he's got walls. like fucking giant walls flying at him, man. It takes a lot of power out of you. It does, but I just like the fact that he's the one with the power to give. He's got the power of love. Yeah, man. <laughs> Kicking walls down, Deku's his name. <laughs> I did put Deku the muscle. <laughs> uh, so as Deku just continues to muscle out these walls. Um, instead of attacking outright with the walls, he looks to separate the heroes into their own little separate uh, quadrants or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Temp Squad finally is uh, dispersed. Temp Squad. Temp Squad. <laughs> temp jobs suck. I do love Toga in the <clears throat> next episode, by the way, and her whole approach to this uh, Shie Hisekai and League of Villains uh, team up. Yep. I love her fucking attitude. But... We see her go to take on Rocklock. Mm-hmm. So we saw Rocklock earlier in the episode, like solidify a piece of the hallway where Mimic was, and then it opened up Aizawa to be able to uh, see him for a split second, and then block out his quirk, and then the hallway goes, and I was like, "Good teamwork, guys!" But Himiko Toga. She goes to fight Rocklock. We don't really see what we know that she busts out her 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 knife or whatever. But mm-hmm. like the next shot, you just see Rocklock on the ground with this huge fucking piece taken out of his side from where he was stabbed. But like it doesn't look like a regular stab wound. No, and he stays on the ground. We've seen Toga do this to Deku during whatever tournament, not tournament, it was some kind no, of exam was, thing. <clears throat> that was the summer camp. Perfect. We see her do it to him at the summer camp, so we have an idea of how the quirk works, and we're like, oh, no, this isn't good. I hope that Deku and Aizawa know that that's not Rock Lock right now. <laughs> and thankfully, they put it together, and Aizawa like, locks her quirk down, and she's naked and embarrassed or whatever. But the next shot, it's like this weird, long, drawn-out shot where you see everybody again in the same room now that the walls are separated or not there anymore. And you see Night Eye in the middle of it. Deku's over to the side. Rocklock is there in that long shot, standing up like nothing ever fucking happened. Right? You can't see if the side of his uh, body is all fucked up anymore because it's such a long shot out. Like, it's just not that detailed. But I don't know if it's a continuity error. And we're supposed to think that Rocklock is still on the ground because you don't see him get up. Nope. He is um, face down on the ground. And he was not moving. Yeah. I thought he was dead. Yep. But I don't know if that's a continuity error on the on Studio Bones part or whatever, but if he's up and that's not really explained how Toga just fucked him up like that, I'd be a little annoyed. Yeah. Not that Rock Lock's particularly my favorite, but, but this show is better than that. Yeah. That's my point. So as we get the end of uh, this little piece of our encounter with the Temp Squad, Mm-hmm. We have yet another one of these weird Quentin Tarantino flashbacks before Toga and Twice are moved over to go work with the Shia guy. Tomura Shigaraki goes to visit Overhaul, and they play a game of Shogi. You know what Shogi is, Feds? Nope. Me fucking either. But Overhaul does say something very interesting, and I'm sure it's going to motivate his entire thing through the rest of however long we've got with him. 
it allows you to steal your opponent's pieces and use them for yourself for your own benefit so um not particularly covert with that one but all right i get it overhaul is going to be in a position to take away tomori shigaraki's prized pieces in the league of villains and use them to either be I, I don't know if he stands to gain anything by taking out shigaraki but i think it's more to do his bidding and shit i think it's more to just continue to uh yeah, like raise up the ranks of the the Saikai and the Yakuza mm-hmm. and bringing them back to their powerful status or whatever. Right. So, if that is the case, okay, I get that. But he's got very specific people he wants. The first one he asks for, and I said it to you. Who do you, who do you want to take from the League of Villains if you got a can borrow a couple for a day? Yeah. First one I want is Kurugiri, mm-hmm. and that's the first one Overhaul asks for. Shigaraki tells him, no, you're asking for a lot. He asks for, I think, her, Toga, and someone else. Uh, Kirugiri, Toga, and somebody else. And yeah. he says, that's way too much. Those are all cornerstone pieces. I'll give you Toga, and you can get twice. And he's like, he, there, there, there is a, then another flashback a couple of days previous to that. <laughs> Where Overhaul, not Overhaul, uh, Shigaraki is talking with the League of Villains and his people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, guys, this is what's going to go down. And we're going to make a deal with them. And we're going to have to give them some help. And yep. Twice is all pissed off. He's like, why'd you make a deal with those motherfuckers for? What killed, are you doing? B- killed big sis mags. Yeah. Uh, and Toga is not happy about it. Um, but the reason I bring, uh, I mean, obviously the flashbacks themselves are how they happen in order. And Jesus Christ, there's a lot to break down in these two episodes. But, Shigaraki does say Kurigiri's off doing his own super important thing right now. Mm-hmm. He's got too big a part to play in whatever he's doing right now. And we don't have an idea on what he's doing. No. But I want to know. It's just transporting everywhere, man. I want to know so badly. Kurigiri, what you up to? You living a double life? Maybe. You out there doing the thing? Yeah, he's definitely doing the thing. Where are you? I miss you. You miss him? I do. Oh, okay. He's like the most composed member of the League of Villains. Yeah, I'll give you that. Shigaraki's been making some strides in the last couple of seasons. He's not crazy-ass yelling and seething Shigaraki. He was in the first season, Attack of the USJ, but... No, man, he had to grow up. He's a lot more calm, cool, connected. Like any character. Any character who's got some kind of power vacuum they're trying to establish their dominance in. Um... But I do like the Big Sister Mags uh, thing that Twice and Toga are carrying into. Like, they've got their own personal vendetta. Yep. Um, and Toga even says it. She's like, I didn't show up here for you, Shigaraki. I came here because Hero Killer Stain, and that's what I'm about, and that's what my virtues are, and that's how we still do Like, I'm with you, but... Yeah. I just want to live in a world where I'm free to do whatever I want. Because I'm Toga, and I'll eat your blood, and then I'll be you, and I'll live in your skin. <clears throat> but it's not really your skin, but it is. But it is. But I like the fact that they have this automatic piece of descent because Big Sister Mags. Yeah. Like, you kill one of the family. I didn't even even think it was that important of a character. I guess it was. Like that it is. I like that retroactively this person has become an important character. Yeah. Person. For right pronoun. (laughs) Yeah. That whole joke is so. So, like, when you get the flashback when Mags is first killed, Magnes is the quirk. is the villain name when she is first killed you get a flashback in that episode of her with her boyfriend who looks is dressed as a woman yep so she's a woman who dresses like a man 
and her boyfriend's a man who dresses like a woman. And I just thought, I thought it was a dude who liked to bang dudes dressed as girls. And I was like, yeah. whatever, Magnese, do your thing. Yeah. And then we get to the thing today where it's like this cross-dressing woman or man. I, I, I can't, I, I can't even speak about it properly because it, it confuses me a little bit. But confuses me in the way, like, to try to make a sentence no, out of right, it. Right, right. So I like that. What was that, like, four or five weeks ago? Right. We get to pay off for that joke now. Right. <laughs> and, like, a real subtle way with the Big Sister Mags. I'm like, Big Sister Mags, what's what's that mean? And then 74, it's like, it's a woman. Don't make that mistake again. Or maybe maybe it's a trans woman. Whatever it is. Anyways. I just like that the joke pays off several weeks later. Right. And that not only it's not just like some throwaway joke it's a joke tied to a character who's got some actual motivations or it plays into the motivations of these two members of the league of villains who infiltrate in the shia psyche it's like this interesting third part of it's like this right. third team you know that you're not really able to account for because you could see them going along with the with the yakuza no problem but knowing these two reckless more reckless members of the league yeah you're like oh boy what could happen here this is scary. What's going to happen here? Oh, what's going to happen here? But overall, Shigaraki's message to them is we want to infiltrate them. Don't forget where you come from. Make mm-hmm. them trust you, whatever you got to do. But we're going to infiltrate the Shia Hesaikai. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, Shigaraki, you diabolical. I could have never seen that coming. Yeah, man. Because you were villain and all. Double crossing terrible ways. <laughs> like that? So in the middle of this Temp Squad disbursement, um, Toga decides that she's had enough of this Shia Saikai bullshit and just openly starts bad mouthing, not overhaul, but the whole Yakuza, the old man, and the old man in the bed. Fuck that old man, he's been taken over by this little young chump. That guy don't know what's going on, he has no idea. This guy ain't shit. This guy don't know nothing. <laughs> but Mimic says, Yes, he does, he knows something, and he loses his cool. See the little fucking thing in his brain just snap. And I'm like, oh no, he's going to start shooting rocks everywhere at people. This is scary. That's how it ends, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, see? I believe he said, didn't he say like... I have to crush them and kill them all, or something like that. Yeah, he and like or they crush do them the, all, and they do this kanji symbols yeah. across the screen super fast. Yeah, it's uh unnerving how quick crush them all to death or something like that. Crush them all to I'm gonna fuck them all to death. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I thought of when I first heard that. Um, so that sets us up for episode seventy four, aptly titled. Lamillion. Lamillion. You know, he spells it L E million, but I really always thought it should be L A million. La million. La million. Lamillion. Yeah, La million. Lamillion. La French. <laughs> that's all I think whenever I think of his name. Um dude. This episode Um I really liked it, but that said, there are things that I hated. And this episode was not very popular with anime Twitter mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Mainly just it didn't do justice to such a huge moment for this character mm-hmm. in their opinion. Like no brainer. They should read the comic to get the full 
gravity of this scene. But before we get there, we have the confusing opening of 74, which is much like the confusing opening of 73, but the confusing opening of 74, 74, we're told uh, he's got five bullets that can completely annihilate somebody's quirk. No longer on a temporary basis, but a permanent Gone basis. forever. But they only have five of these bullets. So they must choose wisely. Choose wisely. I mean, that's when we get the... Uh, so goes into theme song after we get the five bullets thing. Mm-hmm. And then we get the Toga and Twice coming in to work with Overhaul and get to know each other. Overhaul asks them about what their quirks are. And they're like, nah, fuck you. It's cool. But it's okay because uh, Overhaul doesn't need them to be truthful because he's got a guy who... Wears a creepy plague mask and makes everybody tell the truth. So goggles, goggles. I think his name is Nomoto. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, I really, I like the explanations that Twice and Toga give when yeah he brings them out of him. Um, like it says the explanation when Twice launches into his and he gives like a real thorough rundown of like what he can use, what he does, strengths and weaknesses of his quirk. He won't make a double of himself for his own personal moral reasons or whatever. Yep. Love that. And then Toga does the same thing. A cute little animation of Toga stabbing Achako with a needle and filling up her life bar as if a video game. I like those little breaks uh, sometimes for explanation purposes uh, in these episodes. They don't do them as much the last two seasons, but we saw a lot of them when, as we're meeting new characters in the first couple of right. seasons. And I liked having that moment come back where we've got to explain it to some new people, how our powers work. Look at these cute little animations, cute little animations that differ um, quite a bit from the other animation that you see in the show. <laughs> I think it's worth pointing out that they use that here, but um, we'll get to animation stuff. I'll shut the fuck up. Toga won't share the info. It doesn't matter. Nomoto gives it, um, says, Hey, Tell me the truth. And then they do. The yep. end. Back to the hallway. Current time in the hallway. Because, again, we're jumping around like a goddamn Tarantino flick. Like, I feel like I'm trying to follow Pulp Fucking Fiction. Last I checked, Shonen Jump. Ain't Pulp Fiction. They don't put out Pulp Fiction comics. No. But we get back to current day in the hallway. And... uh Toga having just upset Mimic by talking shit on the Yakuza boss. Yakuza boss. Uh, in Japan, heart surgeon, number one. Um, while she's talking shit on Mimic, I like that she's just like, it's always the weakest dudes that have like the most to show off or whatever. Yeah. And my favorite line from Toga in this entire episode, it might be my favorite Toga line ever, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, she's a fun character, but she, everything that she does is so like. Ooh, I'm the creepy girl who loves blood. Today, she got a little bit of her own personality, in my opinion, separate from that, in that my ideals align with Stain. Sure, I've compromised them a little bit. I don't even know if you really consider it a compromise for them to work with right. the villains. But here I am in a completely separate situation. I'm only doing the bidding of my boss. I'm not here of my own accord. And I'm working with these fucking amateur organized crime assholes who... They're just the weakest of them. They're, they're the worst. And I think I think the exact line is, organized crime guys, they're lame, huh? <laughs> Look, yeah, they're fucking lame, Toga. And her and Twice just, all right, good luck, heroes. Uh, good luck. Like, basically, they decide, like, 
we're not going to be able to defeat them on our own, just the two of us here. Best shot is to have the heroes help us out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we're going to make our escape now. Bye. Bye. I heart you, Deku. Because she does. She hearts Deku. She does. That rock lock. When when they find uh, her clone in rock lock, and he's like, oh no, he Miko Toga. She's like, you, you remembered. remembered my man. I love you so much. That's the ship that I want to see. Toga and Deku. Uraraka, sit down. <laughs> we don't have time for this nonsense. We all know that now that Himiko Toga ingested your blood, Deku can get off to Uraraka anytime he wants. This has Man, gone too far. Cold blooded. This has gone too far, and I need to cut it out now. Meanwhile, he Toga and twice bail out, and Deku is on Smash Patrol because he is again like the only muscle in this D and D group. Yep. He's the fighter. He's the barbarian. He's the shortest of them all, but he's got the barbarian strength to bash up some concrete walls with his legs. Right with his legs. His jump shoot style. No shoot style. Shoot style. Yeah. Where did I get jump shoot from? I don't know, because that's a basketball thing, I guess. I don't know. Maybe because of the scary laundry jumpsuit shoot? Yeah, maybe. Zoot suit riot. Riot! Hey, it's New Year's Eve. Throw back a bottle of beers. Multiple zoot suit riot. <laughs> riot! <laughs> Something else about drinking beer. But that band it in so Deku's off to the smashing range, and uh, we catch up with our boy, Mirio Toguta, Lamillion, the guy that the episode's named after. And uh, I, I gotta say, I like that Lamillion like approaches Overhaul, and Chrono I think is with him. Yeah, I like that he's like, "Hey, I got some questions for I you. I gotta ask you some questions." <laughs> Stop in the name of the law. I have questions. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. I, I love that he's like so by the book when he approaches. And, you know, Shisaki um, is very, um, he remembers Mirio. Obviously, how could he not? But I just love whenever he calls him Mr. Student. Like mm-hmm. he just has like such a down, dirty, resentful kind of tone about him. And I don't know why. How old do you think Overhaul is? I think we've talked be in about his twenties, probably. But... I would imagine, like his mid twenties, maybe. That makes sense. Like 24, 25, 26. Yeah. Lemillion is probably like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. But he's like top of the charts in terms of up, up and coming um, students who will become pro heroes. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's known to overhaul or not. Maybe it is. USJ's on TV, not USJ. Uh, sports festivals on TV. He's competed in those, so yep. he's probably got a, an idea of who Togata is. If you know he didn't have one before, he did meet him in the alleyway a couple weeks ago. Um, and he just kind of lays into him about what's the matter, you couldn't leave the kid alone. And instead of laying into Togata at that point, he just switches it right to Erie and he's like, You do this, you're a broken person, you break people, you hurt things, you destroy things. Look at all the bad things that happen around you. And this girl is just like taking the verbal abuse. Of I would say her life, except I assume it happens to her every day or whenever she gets out of line. And it just makes Muriel lose his bananas. Yep. And he's like, I'm not going to let you take away that girl's reason to smile anymore. And I'm like, 
kick some ass, Mirio. Yep. I believe he says, I'm not going to let them make you sad anymore, or you're never going to be sad again, or something like that. You're never going to be sad for the rest of your goddamn existence if I've got anything to say about it. I'm going to be your hero. I'm going to make you so happy for the rest of time and be your hero. Academia. Because that's the name of the show. Yeah. So it they they go to run off and then we get these two other bullets of the Shiei guy. Um one's the drunk dude, Sakaki, I believe is his name. Yep. Um obviously, you know, Saki, funny, he's drinking Saki. He fucks with Mirio's equilibrium. So like a similar kind of thing to what Mimic's doing to those guys upstairs, but just kind of taken in a different um way. Uh he's not manipulating the walls around you, he's manipulating the equilibrium inside your own ears. <laughs> so anyway no I'm trying to find this fucker's name what do you think I just take long pauses so that way I can breathe and Sakiki. fucking Sakaki no Sakaki Sakaki it's fucking Sakaki dude <laughs> oh Jesus no I mean yeah that's the other guy name. Nomato 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 I think how do you remember these things without writing them down I have a sponge for a brain man sometimes. With stuff I like. Only with stuff I like. If I don't care about it, it doesn't stick in my brain at all. Jesus. All right, so yeah. Nam- What's the name? Namato. And Sakakari. Uh, <laughs> Sakaki. 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 Sakakari. Um, Muriel's got to fight these two mocks. Before he can go catch up to Mirio again. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to, excuse me, overhaul again. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Does he do anything? Hearts hearts are the same as brains. Shaken as uh, unnecessary things. Your emotions are unnecessary for things to go smoothly. I don't know. I've got a lot of shit written down here. None of it makes sense. What you got, Sponge Brain? <laughs> I believe Namoto was trying to fuck him up. Saying all that shit so that way he could try to kill him. You mean like saying all that shit like what? Like like the what did you write down here? I mean in his brain he's saying like all I got to do is shake his heart because you shake a brain, you shake a heart. It's the same thing. It stops him dead in their tracks. Right. Because Mirio, Mirio was uh, acting on feeling alone. So he was trying to – he was using all heart at that point. So he was trying to fuck with his brain to like stop him dead in his tracks to give him a chance to shoot at him. Oh, shoot him. Yeah. And that's when we get the cool cape thing. Yeah. Dude, doing two episodes at once is so hard. Um, the cape thing is cool because you know what, man? Ever since I was a child, I've always wondered, is there any practical use for a cape other than looking fucking dope as hell? Nah, that's about it. Fuck that, man. Batman, he probably uses his cape in similar fashions. Well, he uses his cape to glide, so. Yeah, but that's using the it. cape today as like, the not obviously not as a shield, but like. To throw off the person's aim oh. while he hides behind it while he's in the As air. A distraction. Yeah, yeah, like that was really cool. And honestly, you don't see many creative uses of capes in superhero shit in general. Yeah. Batman glides. Okay, I'm sure Batman's used like a, a metal alloy metal cape or whatever to block yeah, bullets. A, I've seen yeah, him do that shit. Yeah, me too. That shit don't count. No. Mirio is not Batman. He is a normal Japanese boy with you know an outstanding superpower and. You know, the fast track to a pro hero career of a lifetime. Yeah, you just pass through things, you know. Permeation. 
permeation. And we do get um, Homeboy makes you tell the truth, boy. Whatever the hell his Namoto. name is, boy. Namoto. He gives up. He gets him to give the permeation um, explanation. So yep. we know what we're fighting with now. And I told you, I feel like this will probably serve well in the fight if he bullets basically won't be a thing for him. Hopefully, right? Right. You don't really take into consideration what ultimately happens. Ugh. But it's an amazing fight. Okay. We finally catch us up to overhaul, and I'm like, "Where this is gonna be dope?" He's like, "Chisaki, I'm gonna kill your ass." He's like, "Don't call me Chisaki. I threw that name away. My name's Overhaul now. I'm gonna deconstruct your ass." <laughs> and he's like, "What do you mean? I have permeation thing." He's like, I'll "Permeate your fucking ass." How about Overhaul's flashback to Kai Chisaki? Well, before that, what's up? When you had called that he can be, if even if overhaul overhaul attacked him, he would be able to still punch through his hand, and he did that. Oh, that's true. So, like, can he have his body permeate at one part and then be solid at another part? So and the answer is overhaul yes. goes to punch him. He punches right through his arm, and then his fist connects with overhaul's face, and he says, "Overhaul's face, this is my fist. Fuck you. Fuck you." pretty cool it's cool to see his quirk in action and yeah. this is where anime twitter kind of got a little butt today uh today for this episode i should say um when the fight really kicks off in earnest between these two um it does this weird like we get the overhaul flashback first as him yep. as a little kid getting found by the yakuza boss and um, you know, he seems to have this like young, eager upstart kind of side to him that we see in a, like one or two scenes really quick about him trying to get the boss to implement his new ideas or whatever. And then it flashes back to this fight scene. And when it really kicks off in earnest, it just goes into a lot of still images. Like once Eerie is out of the way and she's wrapped up in the cape after the, the bullets thing, mm-hmm. um, she's wrapped up in the cape over there. He drops her. Because that was the whole thing. He can't use his permeation cork if he's holding the kid. Right. He, he can't escape with the kid. He's got to have to fight us. Drops the kid. Now we can fight to his full effect. He starts to fight. You get these weird just still shots. Black. Another still shot. Black screen. Another still shot. Now, like I said, we don't read the comic here. I like the idea of going week to week. Honestly, I don't know if I'll be able to get past season four without wanting to keep reading on. But um, I like the idea of watching week to week and trying to, you know, shoe gum best we can and see if we can theorize as to what's going to happen. Shoe gum? Yeah, what man. What the f- fuck is that? Shoe gum is like a, a synonym for detective. It's gum shoe, man. Shoe gum is the same thing. Is it? No. <laughs> I told you, man. My brain has holes in it. Like, I'm going to die soon. Gumshoe, <laughs> Detective Tracy Dickin. De- Detective Tracy Dickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tracy Dickens, huh? Yeah, Detective Dick Tracens. Trace Dick- Atkins. Trace Atkins is a real person. Fuck, that's not our stupid name that I just made up. No. Wish it was. I'm pretty sure it, it's a country singer. Ugh. I know. The worst. Yeah, sure. So we get the still image flashbacks. A lot of people were upset because I guess this is such a big fight in the comic book that they expected this to be an epic fucking spectacle between the two of these people. Right. 
and the still shots look like some cool stuff happened, but well, it's just a still. Let's see how it happens. Yeah, and I think people were. Uh, I mean, we talked about it at the top. Like, why is seventy four a week late with the dub? Um, could be any number of reasons. I don't know if it's something that originated in Japan or if it's something that happened once it was brought here to the States for localization or what, but could be indicative of a production issue. This episode today, that kind of, I don't want to say it's filler because this isn't a filler episode and people tend to think that when you use the word filler, you're using it in like a way to say that this is stuff that's not part of the real story. Mm-hmm. It's not it. I mean, like they're literally padding out the rest of the episodes with weak segments of quote unquote animation. And I think people were pissed that of all the places to try to cut corners with this episode, it was in the actual fight scene that we've been waiting for the better part of two or three weeks to see happen. We do get to see a little flashback, a little baby Mario. And that's adorable because that dude's had the hardest time coming up. He's got an impossible to use quirk. Even the first time we see Mario when he fights class one a and like that little thing outside where he ends up naked. And I'm like, Hey, put some clothes on. That's a, that's a felony. <laughs> he um he makes reference to the fact that it's a really tough quirk to use. So right. to see him like a little kid falling through the floorboards of his fucking house and his dad being like, I know, son, it's tough, but it's okay. We'll get you'll learn how to use it and you're gonna be a normal person. He's like, Fuck that, I'm gonna learn that and be, I'm gonna learn how to use it and be a hero. And right. like it that right there is just meant to make you say, like, this person has overcome their own um, large set of obstacles to get where they are currently, much like Deku has. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to overcome quirklessness, but he had to overcome a quirk which could have quickly moved its way over to like borderline debilitation or uselessness. Like, if you don't focus and learn how to use that quirk, that could like ruin your life, like put you in a fucking insane asylum level stuff. Because you're just like sitting here having a conversation and, and boom, boom I'm, halfway through the floor. Yeah, I just fall into Scott and Shaylin's fucking living room. Like, <laughs> sorry guys, it happened again. They're like, motherfucker, this is the second time in an hour. You're gonna keep falling through. Focus, our, man. You're Focus. You're gonna keep falling through our floorboard. You better lose like 70, 90 pounds. <laughs> okay, guys, sorry. Sorry about that. So you know, just again, because we haven't had a ton of time to spend with Mirio since the like beginning of his journey getting these on yet another tiny little flashback to just so many characters, so many flashbacks, so much jumping around going on right now. Uh, I don't know if I'm frustrated with myself, with my inability to follow it at times. Cause I think that might be a part of it, but in all seriousness, I'm a 30 year old man and I've got a fucking attention span better than most 12 year olds, which is who this show is written and aimed toward. So if I'm having trouble as an adult following it at times, I can only imagine how a 12-year-old kid must feel. I don't know if it's indicative of a bad job with this season. Mm-hmm. I just know that I've never felt this way about watching My Hero up until these last couple of episodes. Yeah, me too. Like, even, like, flashbacks are no new thing to this show. No, they've done it before. They've done them the entire time. But they usually do them... In some kind of, I mean, it's always within context of the scene, and it it is the same way here in these two episodes. But you definitely don't always have to do so many of them at once, and like it's a tricky thing to balance right now because we've got so many characters, so many villains, all in the same place at the same time. Emotional stakes are high for a lot of them, 
But our main character is arguably got like some of the lowest stakes. Like this is very much Lamillion's story right now. Mm-hmm. So this isn't Deku, although Deku about to get in. I'm, oh, oh shit! My point is, I don't know if it's me being frustrated with myself or me being frustrated with, I guess, Studio Bones. Again, I don't know if this is the way that the comic was composed on a panel by panel way. Like this is the way the comic flowed. I feel like I would have been just as confused. Or maybe not. Again, you have the ability to at least slow down and read it. Um, yeah, it's been. A, I want to say a couple of. It's been a, a couple of frustrating episodes for me mm-hmm. because that's been tough to follow. I understand why they do it the way they are because they want to. I can't imagine that there's a hell of a lot of action that happens. Like the raid on the building, even though it started four or five episodes ago, in reality it just happened like three minutes ago. Right, four minutes ago in their world. So there's a ton of other shit that we got to see to like fill in the details and the gaps or whatever. But oh, I would almost rather have them do a like, all right, episode seventy three beginning. We're here doing the raid. We're uh, you know, we can do the stuff with Red Riot getting patched up down in the basement again, and then we go over to just Toga and Twice and like what their part is in this plan, how they got involved, how they got wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Just have it be a Toga and Twice episode. Because I actually like the dynamic between those two. I feel like that's like a low-key ship waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just my fanfic brain going because I saw Star Wars the other day. Fanfic brain. My fanfic brain's going a mile a minute. Is it? Did you see Star Wars yet? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you like it or you didn't like it? It was okay. Okay. No spoilers. That's our spoiler-free review. <laughs> Fed said it was okay and I said oh okay to him saying it was okay <laughs> I think we might do a Star Wars thing next week Mandalorian at least oh um, cool I don't know if I want to talk about Rise of Skywalker nah <sighs> anyway um, I feel like if they slow down and took their time give me a full episode about Toga and Twice Give me a full episode about Lemillion's backstory. Give me a full episode about Kai Chisaki's backstory. Give me that in an episodic format and just give me like a little, like to keep that. It's like a serial within a serial, like mm-hmm. shown in, in and of itself as right. a medium as a serialized, right? But you have like a little tiny three, four, five minute thing that progresses the next part of the story at the top of every other episode or every episode. And then it's like, all right, the character who's going to be involved in maybe the last five minutes of the episode to be like the next piece of us raiding this compound is Deku kicks through a wall or Lemillion finally catches up with overhaul. I don't know. It's just very confusing the way that it's not conf- confusing is not the right word. It's it just takes you out of it. Right. It, it, it takes me out of it. So that's my critique on seventy three seventy four. Um oh yeah, that's right. Lemillion, uh what who's the dude with the gun? Chrono? Chrono, yeah. The so, white with the white world. Yeah. Yeah. So Chrono. Overhaul's boy Chrono is going to he's thrown the bullets by Overhaul and says you gotta shoot this moth. With one of these court canceling bullets. No, it was not Namoto. He thought he, Muriel thought he had knocked him out fully, but apparently he did not. Mm. So he throws the bullets to Namoto, and uh, he goes to sh- and like Namoto has this weird thing where he's like, "Which one do I shoot? Mm-hmm. The boss or the kid, or the kid or the boss?" At least that's what I thought was happening. I'm like, "Oh man, might this guy betray Overhaul right now? That'd be interesting." Right. But he's really just going back and forth on whether to shoot Mirio or Eerie. Mm. And he makes up his mind. I guess shooting Eerie kind of would be a betrayal, huh? 
Yeah. Like, he needs Eerie to be able to carry out this plan, I'm thinking. Right. I don't know. Um, so maybe that is Chrono's way to try to betray Overhaul is going to shoot Eerie. But either way, Lemillion's not having it and dodges, uh, excuse me, uh, jumps in front of Eerie, takes the shot from the bullet. And uh, we know, as the audience, Lemillion doesn't, that his quirk has been permanently erased. What? Terrible. So Overhaul's kind of losing his cool. He's not very happy. Lemillion, I gotta say, dude, just lost his quirk. He can't use it, right? In the yep. moment, he doesn't he know knows that, that too. He doesn't know that it's permanently gone in that moment. But yeah, he knows he, just that he knows, can't use it, right? And he still just steps up and kicks the shit out of stuff, like kicking ass of his own accord, his own volition. Don't need no superpowers. Yep. I've trained this long for a long time outside of my quirk. I can still fight a motherfucker. And when Overhaul starts, or how do they start manipulating the spikes again? Is that Overhaul who does it? Or yeah. Overhaul starts manipulating all these fucking spikes in the room again. And one of them, and this is what I think is another um, super obvious reference to Mirio and All Might. He catches one of them right here in his ribs, like almost the exact same spot where All Might was damaged during his battle with All for One. Um, so I thought it was just interesting that the fight in which he has his power taken away from him permanently here, but in All Might's, you know, may as well have been permanent, save for a few hours mm -hmm. a day. Um, similar kind of injury. And I'm like, oh no, Lemillion, you're going to die. You just got a big old spiky thing through your ribs. This is bad news. Call an ambulance. And then Deku says, smash! <laughs> Ambulance is here, bitch. He didn't say that, but I assume when That's episode what he 75 says. pickups next week, we're going to have the open and happen. It's going to be a flashback to little kid Deku being like, Mom, one day I'm going to be a hero, right? She's going to be like, yeah, sure, you quirkless loser, little son of mine. And then the next shot's going to be, smash! The ambulance or, is here, bitch! What if they make up for it? Make up for what? Make up for not showing, like, uh, the main part of the fight, and it's the main part of the fight for the opening of the episode. Um, I mean, that'd be in, a, that'd everything be a, up until him getting the spike through his side. That would be an interesting way for them to try to make good on what they did. But honestly, dude, I I don't see them doing it one week after they didn't do it the week previous. Yeah, if they didn't do it last week, they're not gonna do it next week. True, they, maybe. I don't know what Mirio's full arc is. Maybe he's a character who kicks the bucket before the end of the season, for all we know. But maybe. You know, his role changes, whatever. Two seasons from now, we have a flashback to Muriel losing his power in the fight against Overhaul, and it's like a flashback tribute to that. Maybe then we get like a real animated fight there, and not yeah. just a bunch of still clips. But I couldn't see him doing it a week after that, a week after they were supposed to do it, you know, the right. week previous. Um, whatever. I'm just happy that Deku's here. He's about to smash <laughs> some motherfucking walls and some motherfucking people. And some skulls, probably. It's going to smash a lot of skulls. Smashing skulls. So that's 73 and 74. It was a confusing time to talk about, and I've bitched about it thoroughly. Did I get out all my boohoos for uh, I think you 2019? Did. I think you might have. I don't think I did. Dragon Ball Super needs to come back to the air. Anybody who told you it was going to come back to the air earlier this year is an asshole and a liar. Anything else? Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else? Um, My Hero Academia, you better step your goddamn game up because I like the dubs. I think y'all do a great job and I like to watch them live week to week. 
However, I'm more than fine with watching subs, although it does make it a little bit more difficult for me to take notes at the same time. Because you don't know Japanese. And I don't know how to read or write. That too. What else? Goals? Do we talk goals? I don't think so. Your goals are health related, right? Yeah, man. Because I'm getting a house and stuff, so I want to kind of like make the full change in my life. You want to make sure you're around for 30 years to pay off the rest of your mortgage? Yeah, at least that. I want to leave Danielle without that extra debt. No. All right, fair. Um, we, I say goals, all right? I realize a lot of people say New Year's resolution, but I feel like resolution is a real easy word for you to lose about eight weeks into the new year. If you got yearly goals, I feel like it's a little bit more easier to think about and hopefully maintain for you. So if you want more insight into what my goals are, Go to patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope, where I talk about them very candidly, but a lot of them are podcast related. Some of them are Super Dope related. We're going to make a big push with Super Dope again this year. I feel like the last year we kind of didn't do anything, but 2020 will be an interesting year. Um, so a couple podcast goals there. I would like to launch Supida Man. Everyone thinks that I'm joking about that. I'm totally not. Um, I'm going to try to quit smoking cigarettes. Ugh, it's gonna be so tough. Yeah, put a patch on, because then if you uh, smoke with the patch on, you'll have a heart attack and die. And I don't want to die, except the days that I do. <laughs> so those are my New Year's goals. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you don't die, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what they all say. It's been real, twenty nineteen, um, twenty twenty. Bring it on, motherfuckers! Election year, baby. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't like to yeah. get into the politics. No, nope, we're not doing that. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. Share your rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where the podcasts live. If you have friends, like Feds, you're my friend. Yeah. Uh, now it sounded very tentative. Uh, <laughs> Carlton? Eh. Yeah. Fucking hate that guy. Jimmy's on the shit list this week. Dan. Dan. Dan's my friend. Jean-Claude Minivan Dan. You know, sometimes we text about things we like. Sometimes you and I, feds, we text about things we like. Yeah. If you have friends who like Academia or <laughs> Dragon Ball, get out your text device and text a link text to this device. Text the link to this podcast over to your friends and say, "Hey, <laughs> what, check out these what fucking do people idiots." People text with other than phones or computers, tablets. Oh God, pagers, pagers, sidekicks. Sidekicks, what is this fucking? 2000? I think the sidekicks making a comeback. I could be yeah, wrong. I, heard, on that. I actually did hear about that. People miss though. I never had one, but no, me either. People Neither. love those fucking things. I don't know why. Anyway, it's a long way to say. Get out your text device and text it to your friends and say, yeah. "Listen to this podcast, guys. It's a good time." Also, reviews, Apple Podcast, they make me so happy. I'll read them on the air and all. I don't think we've got any to read right now because. Y'all aren't listening to me. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell, guys? You fuck it up. Just tell us if we suck or not. No. No. Nah, I already know the answer to that. You don't gotta <laughs> You don't gotta tell us anything about that stuff. I don't think I'm gonna do a survey this year. We usually do we did an end of the year survey last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're doing one this year. <laughs> I did have somebody <laughs> can't I can't imagine why. I cl- no, we had great, great feedback last year. Legit. Oh. But I thought that I closed the survey out, actually, and I got a response to it. 
maybe like four or five weeks ago from I don't know who. It was like poopy shits or something. Poopy shits. Yeah. Shitty poops. Shitty peas. Poopy shits. Poopy shits. All right. Yeah. And they, they just filled out all the answers to the survey and be like, no, I don't know who you even are. I don't know what this is. I don't know why I'm filling this out. Poopy shit. Shitty poop. Stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Really wish I closed this one out. <laughs> anyway, I don't think we're going to do any end of the year stuff. 2020 is going to be a fun year. Yeah. Hope you all have time to uh, celebrate with your friends for New Year's Eve. Don't drink and drive. Please shit's, don't. Shit's costly. Also, and also against the law. It could cost somebody else their life. All right. Yeah. That's and it could cost you a lot of money. The law. We all know how I feel about it. That's the law. Sometimes you it's fight the it. Law. Sometimes you win. Except most times you don't, and you owe a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So don't drink and drive. Don't do stupid things. And uh, I hope you listen to our podcast again next year. Yeah. Next decade. See you in a decade. Huh. <laughs> How's this show end? Dun, dun, dun. Nope. I. Uh... Gonna raise my hand with a peace and go and celebrate the new year. <laughs> go and celebrate the new year. That one was good. Like sometimes when I'm, I, I noticed I did this. Who the fuck did I do it to? It was like a work thing. Like sometimes I'm in podcast mode, but there's no podcast stuff around me. Uh, and like when I'm in a conversation with somebody, I'm like trying to think of a funny podcast thing to say or whatever. And like it's not always supernatural or smooth, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, no way. Like sometimes my brain like literally has to buffer for a second or I'll bounce around like four or five different words before I get the right word. And I'm like, shit, I can edit. I'm like, no, you can't. You're talking to a person in real life. <laughs> You fucking idiot. Stop trying to be a podcast host. All you're trying to do is ask this motherfucker to forward you an email. God damn. All right. Happy New Year. Bye. Happy New Year.